This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I know that you and your heart thought that you were doing the best thing, yeah. but it wasn't doing that. It was like you were betraying me. I was like, okay, things aren't working with the baby and now things aren't working with my husband. I understand that you should lean in the direction of breastfeeding, but with all the quarrels and fights, I was like, can we just freaking bottle feed this kid? Why quarrels? What is this, Shakespeare? <laughs> I don't know. The highs and lows are insane. You have yes. these really elevated moments of, wow, this is so cool. We're parents. And then like two seconds later, it's like, Psh, and it's like, this is horrible. Our marriage is ending. Does that make me a weirdo that I think it's so hot when your boobs are out and you're breastfeeding my baby? No, it makes sense. I guess. I think it's hot. How dare you? I, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> What's, What's up, up dudes? <laughs> Welcome back to the Unplanned Podcast. Wait, am I supposed to say that part with you? I don't know. Do you want to? Yeah. You could if you want to. You want to do it again? Yeah. Okay. And What's welcome. up, dude? Oh, we did. Yeah. Okay. We should just move on at this okay. point. Let's just, let's just keep on going. Um, okay. I just wanted to say thank you guys so much for all the kind comments on the episode about our birth experience. I saw so many that were like, I know Abby doesn't read the comments, but Matt, tell her that we're rooting for her and we're here for her and we can relate to all the emotions and feelings that she's going through. So you guys are just truly the that best. That was so nice. There's so many kind people out there. It is so nice. Like I said, I don't usually read comments just because it's kind of a self-preservation thing. Yeah, you got to do what's best for yourself. You got to do what and, you got to do. And I'll let you know when I see some really nice ones. Which, by the have, way, they're all so nice. It does feel really nice to have like such a sweet community of moms that also well, have been through the same walk yeah. in life. And I was also very encouraged too because I saw so many that were just saying that we're going to get through this and they were, you know, you guys were thanking us for just being real about the status of our marriage and like how things have been we're hard. We're still married. We're still, we're still married. <laughs> we're still going strong. But like- Wait, can I it, say a quick disclaimer? Yeah, quick If dis- you hear a little grunt or size, it's because Augie's joining us today. <laughs> yeah. If you're not like a video listener- Yeah, um, if you're listening on audio. You might hear him and not see him, but he's here just snuggling with me while we do mm-hmm. this. It's hard to get away. I also just don't want to. I love all the snuggles. It just gave me hope, though, because so many people were like, yeah, the beginning is really freaking hard, but it just gets better. And I know that. But when you're in the midst of it, it's hard to remember that. It's hard to remember that there's light at the end of the tunnel. But think about it. Like three months from now, we'll look back and be like, oh, my gosh, that little newborn, sweetie. Like he is just figuring out the world. He's been in a womb. And everyone's comments about um, my song. We posted the music video yesterday at the time of filming this. And you guys have just been so kind. So thank you. We just have the, the best community on here we really appreciate you guys you're so kind and thank you to everybody that's gone to spotify and actually like listened to it it's crazy to see that you guys are actually listening to the song it's so good i it it literally gets stuck in my head all the time and then i'm like oh yeah matt wrote this song and (laughs) sings this song it meant a lot to me so professional i don't know why but it meant a lot to me like my my older brother he like he was never like an artsy kid. He played football. I was taking ballet in high school. You know, like we're just like very different. And he told me that he cried listening to it. So that really meant I a lot. I knew that would mean so much to yeah. you. Yeah. I talk about this a lot. You're like, you get feedback from a lot of people. Like, yeah. But nothing means as much as like, I feel like your older brother. No, d- d- there's something there's something to be said there. Yes, I do. I definitely Which value. Which is like crazy to think like that's how Augie's probably going to view Griffin. That's true. Yeah, that's true. That's there's something sweet. about that sibling bond. Something you said to me earlier this week was husbands don't understand. Like they just don't. No. They don't understand the emotion. They don't understand what you're going through. And so help me understand the emotional roller coaster that you've been going through that you're currently go- going through. So first of all, I want to say I'm doing a lot better and that's why I am very hesitant to use the word like postpartum depression or postpartum anxiety for me because I first of all know that that's like a formal diagnosis yeah and also like 
I don't think that what I have constitutes that diagnosis. But basically, I I tend to call it like baby blues because mm-hmm. it just is so circumstantial and it's it is temporary and yeah. I can feel like it already lifting and I'm kind of like out of that fog. So I'm doing a lot better now. But um I was saying husbands do not understand because you have wait, I told myself I'm not going to cry this episode. Hey, if you do, it's okay. No, I don't want to. But if you don't want to, that's okay too. Ah. Okay. You got this. It's you okay. can do it. It's worth it to talk about it. Basically, how I've tried to explain to you, it's like I have gone from being the sole provider and like home for our son for nine months. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, he's like literally cut out of my body and my body does not know how to respond hormonally. Yeah. Like it's just a crazy shift. And it's also just like so emotional to think that like now he's just like out in the world and susceptible to everything like – there's evil in the world. There's danger in the world. Like, it's just scary to think that he's susceptible to all that. And it's sad that that stage is over. And then it's just, like, a huge shift. And dads go through transitions of their own. But, like, it's just you can't you can't understand that massive hormonal change all at once. I saw on Instagram. What are, what are some ir- – sorry, I don't want to interrupt. But what are some irrational thoughts that you've been having? Because you mentioned the other day that – there are random things that you'll think that just don't even make sense, like weird fears that you have of something bad that could happen to So when baby. I get mad, like if he – like I'm like, wake me up. If it's been this amount of time, then he hasn't yeah. eaten. And then I don't get woken up and then I'm like, oh my gosh, like his blood sugar dropped mm-hmm. and and he's – He's not okay. Like, yeah. I constantly check to see that he's breathing, which is, like, so dark because, like, I guess that's the irrational thought that he's, yeah. like, died. Like, that happens or, like, I don't know. Like, what if I trip and – or, like, literally I left him sitting in a little baby carrier thing or it was, like, his little travel bassinet. And then I'm, like, what if that flew off the couch yeah. and he's face-planted on the hard floor? I remember driving home from the hospital – I had this irrational fear of what if he's not able to breathe right now in his car seat? Yes, that happens every time in the car. Because I've heard of like situations like that where you incorrectly put your kid in the car seat and they can no longer breathe. And that would be, I can't think of a, of, I'm, I'm sure there's so many other horrible things that could happen too. I don't even want to think about those things, but I can't think of a worse thing happening to a parent where it's like, you put your kid in the car seat incorrectly and now they can't breathe and they pass like that. That just scared me. I almost pulled over on the way home from the hospital to check on him. But luckily, <laughs> this makes me sound so bad. But I, I put on the self-driving feature for like five seconds and like just went back there, made sure he was breathing and then got back on to driving See, it makes car. me feel good to know that you think some of those things too. Because sometimes you make me feel crazy where it's like, yeah. Abby, that's not true. Like, while I don't want you to be like, oh, that's a valid fear. Like, I want you to tell me it's not true. Yeah. But I don't want you to be like, it's nice to not feel alone in those, like, yeah. crazy thoughts. What's funny is Because they're fleeting, but, like, they're intense. Yeah, we've had that sock that – what's it called again? That the product outlet. outlet that, like, tells you if your kid's not breathing. We've had that sock for over a year now. We never used it for Griffin. See, we've more hesitant because I feel like it's going to make my irrational fears more. Well, we've heard of those stories of parents that the alarm goes off and they freak out and go wake their kid up, but then – their kid's fine. The sock just fell off or something, yeah. which I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's great. I, I, I think the product's awesome. That's why we bought it. But like, we just haven't even gotten, we never got it out of the packaging. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I, I also part- feel like there are natural instincts to parents. Yeah. And so that's why I'm like hesitant to use that. Cause then I feel like it's. Well, I think what made me feel better is in the hospital. It's not like they provide you with like a medical sock in the hospital or they're not monitoring. If it was serious enough in the hospital, they would monitor your kid at all times because it's not like they had a monitor on um, Griffin or Augie when they were, you know, freshly born um, for the first couple of days. They're just chilling in that bassinet or in your arms. And just honestly cr- kind of scary when you yeah, think it about is. it. Like they were, their environment is totally different. Who's who's to say that they are going to adjust so well? Like, yeah. It's kind of scary. It is scary. And that's why the feeding thing gives me so much anxiety too because like he has been fed through the umbilical cord, Mm -hmm. through the placenta for the whole duration of his existence. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he has to learn to eat and I have to learn how to feed him and it's just like, oh my gosh. And they need to eat so often. Their tummies are so small. Don't take this question the wrong way, but I want to ask, why do you care about breastfeeding so much? What is it about breastfeeding that 
matters so much. You know, there's actual hormonal reasons to that. Okay. Like, I don't think that breastfeeding is the only way, but there's like strong emotions tied with breastfeeding. Really? Like it's just yes. part of your biology, like yes. a lot of women. Okay. And in fact, there's some people that have like a condition. I'm not going to speak on it like I actually know th- yeah. this condition, but it's where you have like a strong emotional, like a very strong emotional mm-hmm. response to like when your milk is letting down, like when, like you don't know what down is, is like when your yeah, yeah. milk just like starts <laughs> flowing. Yes. And so some people like actually have to stop breastfeeding because it is linked directly to like depressing thoughts or like thoughts of like rage even. Like, oh gosh. There's something hormonal about it. And also, but also I think it can release like oxytocin too. Mm-hmm. I feel like it could, it can affect women so differently, but like there is just like a hormonal reason why feeding your baby is like so such an intense experience but only for like a short period of time it's so interesting to me because i feel like (laughs) so cute i feel like breastfeeding has probably been the number one source of our fights and quarrels and disagreements for the past two weeks of being parents um to this new kid and so i just find it so interesting because like it's it's something that you clearly really really care about and obviously i want i want what's best for you. I want what's best for the baby. And regardless if you breastfeed or not, everything's gonna be fine. You weren't breastfed. Your mom didn't breastfeed you. And look, you turned out great. You know, you're an amazing person and you're beautiful and- It has nothing, like, like no one knows who's a breastfed baby and who's a formula you're fed so baby. Sm- yeah, like literally- As adults? That doesn't, I, I understand that you should, you know, according to research, lean in the direction of breastfeeding. But with all the quarrels and fights, I was like, can we just freaking bottle Why feed this kid? Why did you say kid? quarrels? What is this, Shakespeare? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I'm using the word quarrels. On your social media and like for your fun research, yeah. things that you'll look up in Google, like you're not looking up breastfeeding. Not at all. But like ever since we had Griffin, our first, that's like all my social media is yeah. and all things I'm like researching. We used to share and we used to share the same TikTok account and I would know we after still do. Well, we still do, but I actually if I'm ever watching TikTok, I don't I barely watch TikTok, but if I do, I'll watch it on my personal account because you've oh. you've curated the for you page completely it's perfect. completely to you and it's, it's all about like cooking, getting ready in the morning, taking care of your babies and breastfeeding. Yeah. And like birth. I wouldn't watch that content on my own. Well yeah. <laughs> it's just interesting to me in this stage of life. Yeah. But it's like I have consumed all this and so it's like i know all the different fields of thought and like you know everything about breastfeeding not that i'm an expert but i it's constantly information about that is being shown to me and i'm looking it up and so it's like i realized that early on in our baby's life is critical yeah if we're gonna have like a very successful breastfeeding experience obviously if things don't happen right away you can there's things you can do to make it you know a successful experience later on but in general, it's going to be way easier off if you get good at it early on. And so... So the first the first couple of days of Augie's life, um, you know, breastfeeding was a, a big challenge. And yeah. it was... It was really hard on the both of us, especially especially you. And so, like, how did how did that make you feel? Like, when you were trying to feed your, your kid and you couldn't. They weren't latching. Things weren't going right. Um, lots of screaming. Lots of crying. Um, mainly from the baby, <laughs> but like, how did that make you, how did that make you feel when you weren't able to feed? It's literally like a fight or flight response is yeah. like triggered. I don't know why. Like the thought of your baby not being fed is just like, it's, yeah. it creates panic. Okay. For me at least, like, especially early on, like, obviously I know in my rational brain, there's formula, there's things we can mm-hmm. do to get him fed. But in the moment it feels like the most important thing in the world Mm -hmm. and like it's just a feeling of panic whenever he cries it's like oh my gosh like he has a need and I want to meet it and I can't right now and what am I doing wrong when it's like it's likely not necessarily something that like I'm doing wrong it's just like it's where mom and baby are figuring it out together and there's some disconnect somewhere it's like mama bear where it's just like it's not me anymore it's just like get this baby into a place where he is comfortable and happy and healthy and thriving and it's like i don't care about anything else and when i would suggest to use formula what was your what was was your you were betraying me okay it was like you were like not aligned betrayal is a strong word so like literally in your mind you're thinking yeah i was like he doesn't care dare you you're the enemy i'm the enemy for suggesting formula yeah you're it felt like you're working against me really 
Okay. Which it, is why I suggested, I was like, you need to talk to the lactation consultant about how you can be a good partner to a breastfeeding wo- yeah. woman. Yeah. Because I know that you and your heart thought that you were doing the best thing by suggesting that and like relieving me. Yeah. But it wasn't doing that. It was adding more. Because I was like, okay, things aren't working with the baby and now things aren't working with my yeah. husband. And so it's like, I wanted us all to be aligned and like working together. And so those are certain things that like feel like they undermined. Are we talking about our big fight right now? Is that what we're, is that what this is? Well, we've had several fights about that. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, that was the that was big the fir- one. That was the first one. That was the first one. Um, In the hospital? Yeah. You told me, when you told me to leave the room, you told me to leave because you wanted some space for a little bit. Did yeah. you actually want me to leave or were you? was it just like a, you wanted to see how I'd respond? Um, I think in my heart of hearts, I wanted you to step outside and then come to this amazing realization that like, oh, this isn't about me right now. Okay. Like Abby's going through it yeah. and she is just trying to be the best mom she can be. And we're aligned in the same journey. And so I just wanted you to come right back in like maybe a minute later yeah. and just be like, hey, I'm sorry. Like, I see that you're struggling and I want to come alongside you in that. So when I walked across so the street. So when you left the to hospital. To go get donuts. I went to go get us donuts. There was, I never saw a donut. Because they were out. How is Dunkin' Donuts out of donuts? Don't talk about Dunkin' Donuts like that. I love Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> it's literally in the title. I'm like, wait a second. You're Dunkin' Donuts. You could have gotten me you bagel have, minis. You have, they didn't have anything. They were completely out of donuts, bagels. I'm like, what even is this place at this point? You know what I'm saying? That's like McDonald's running out of you. hamburgers. I, don't, I, don't I swear you. to you, they did not have donuts. They didn't have bagel no, minis? The no, stuffed, nothing. everything bagel minis. Nothing. Maybe, okay, they might have had the bagel minis. But yeah, they don't you told, have those in you the told case. me to leave they the room. They have to heat those up. We, we get, it got heated. So you're like, I need you to leave. And so I was like, okay, I want to be respectful of what you, what you need Whenever right now. Whenever I say I need you to leave, I just want you to like... The problem is I... Not leave, actually. The way... And look, I'm, I'm working on it, okay? But like, I need... With communication, I need like clear, direct communication. So if you say leave, I'm like, oh, she wants me to leave. So I'm going to leave. But I think it was more complex than that. What am I going to say? Hey, Matt, I need you to step outside for one minute and then come back in and say that you're completely wrong and that you want to hear how I'm feeling emotionally. Actually, yes. That would have been great if you could have told you me You wouldn't that. have done it. That you were so great. mad. You would not have done it. When you give me very clear instructions, I'm like, thank you. Like, Because it just helps me. Because then I don't have to read your, your mind. It's you, so much easier you, for me. You act like you would have done it if I said it, but you wouldn't have. No, if you would have said, hey, can you step out for two minutes and then come back and we can like talk through this again, that would have been like, oh, yeah, totally. Um, anyway, I don't think that would I was really, I was just as disappointed as you were that they were out of donuts. I really – I knew that – I did not I care feel- about donuts. But I was like, if you're going to leave, I just – Your parents anyway. came in the room right after that and I feel like that was really good. I no, like it was – It was bad? Well, it was good and bad. I feel like when your parents are present, it's good because it helps calm the situation with any parent. If it's my parents, your parents, or another couple because then it's like <sighs> you, you don't – I think – emotions aren't brought into it as much it's more of just like a logical conversation and i feel like that's easier to work with so your parents were there and you were expressing how you felt and i was expressing to you that i cared about you know your needs that was sad oh it was sad why why was it sad i don't want to cry on every freaking (laughs) podcast episode you're making me tear up a little bit why i don't know you just seem really like you seem really defeated in a way i don't know no i'm not defeated it was just sad because i think it was like the first time where like i was like like you can't be everything for me you know yeah and like in that time i needed my mom yeah and that was the first time since i was like 18 where i was like gosh, I really needed my mom right now because yeah. like she knew exactly what I had been through. And that's yeah. why community is so important, like to be with yeah. other moms and to like talk about these things. I think it's really easy to see other moms killing it. And that's encouraging also and important. Like, but then it can feel lonely when you're going through something that everyone pretty much goes through, but no one's talking about it. And you're like, man, why am I struggling? Like, why can't I pull myself up yeah. by the bootstraps and get there? And so it was really good to hear my mom, who I view as such a strong woman. Yeah. And like she did this and she also was telling me how she felt the same way. And she was kind of like talking about how it was hard for her to understand her own emotions postpartum and like all those yeah. things. And in that moment, it was really good because I think you also got to hear a conversation and you got to like, I don't know, what was that like hearing that conversation? It was really sweet. It was really sweet to have your parents there. They came at the perfect time. They really yeah. did. 
Uh, they really, really did. And it was sweet. The nurses were very helpful because I know you were very emotional and the, and the nurses came in and were consoling you a little bit. Yeah. And I was um, consoling you as well. It was hard not but, to be embarrassed and I, in that time. I also want you to see my perspective too because... Um, yeah, I was going to ask, what's it like well, for a dad to watch their wife go through like... Well, it was... A hormonal breakdown. <laughs> I'll be honest. It was it was really hard. Yeah. Um, because not only was I trying to take care of you, but I was also trying to take care of our baby. Yeah. And so I'm like, look, I know how important it is for Abby to breastfeed right now. I know it's really, really special to her and she wants to do this, but I also got to make sure that my baby's getting fed. And so when, when he wasn't latching and, you know, there's lots of crying and just, it, it was not a good situation. I just, I just wanted our baby to be fed. And I'm like, I know that formula is not the end of the world and we'll probably just do some formula and then our kid will eventually figure out how to breastfeed but in those moments i was like man we just need to make sure that um he's being fed because it's because with all the screaming and crying and the intensity of the situation it wasn't helping you it wasn't helping our son and so that's why i did suggest formula but then to you that was like wow he doesn't care about the breastfeeding journey yeah he doesn't care about me he doesn't care about my baby because breastfeeding is the best thing for my baby. So I think for, from your perspective, me suggesting formula was like, wow, he's he's the enemy when really I was just trying to do the best thing for you and our and our son in that situation. Yeah, and I get that now, but I think in the time everything just felt different because of hormones, like the yeah. intensity of the situation. We actually had to stay at the hospital um, an extra day with our first son because of the breastfeeding situation. I think a lot of new babies come out and there's they don't understand. I think both of our babies were just not patient when because my milk hadn't come in yet. None, neither one of them like really cared about colostrum. Well, they're a Howard, and Howards eat a lot of food. Yeah, well, so and, does and so does so, so does do you, Mama. So does Mama. We <laughs> eat we eat a ton of food, and so our kids are just hungry, and so they weren't getting their food immediately. You see how fast I eat. I'm a like very fast eater. Like colostrum is very thick and it's yes. like there's not a lot of it. So then and they're they were like, just getting, what the crap is this? Like, they just want to guzzle. They're like, I don't want a little snack. I want a full <laughs> course meal. What the crap is this? I know. So I think our, both of our kids were just frustrated as as heck because they wanted to eat yeah, a lot. Because it takes like three days. And, and your milk wasn't like, it, it wasn't pouring out like it is now. Now, oh my gosh, like yeah. you have so much supply. We literally have four gallons of frozen breast milk in our deep freeze yeah i don't even know i don't know how that's possible that's insane you There's deserve an people, award okay i have studied this because also i was like with our first i was like blaming myself i was like oh my gosh like i'm making myself have too much milk because there are things you can do to like kind of change how much milk you're making like change your supply but there's also it turns out there are some people that are just oversuppliers, and i think that was that's me so yeah not blaming myself do, this time around. You do have crazy supply. And I thought it was funny. I think there's a lot of uh, differing opinions on the use of nipple shields. If you guys know what a nipple <laughs> shield is, it's like this silicone little shield that goes over your nipple to help protect your nipple. And uh, it makes it easier, I would say, for the baby to latch. Yes. And so you've had a lot of success with those. You used a nipple shield the whole entire time. Um, you breastfed our first son, Griffin. Um, by the way, this is not medical advice. We're not doctors. We're just regular people talking about regular what's worked stuff, for us. what's worked for us. Um, but you brought that up. The lactation specialist heard you <laughs> mention the nipple like shield it. and she was very hesitant about you using Both that. Both of them. Both of them them were. And I get it. I understand like in the medical field, nipple shields probably, it, it's probably ideal to not use it and just to breastfeed, you know, regular nipple out, no, no shielding the nipples. <laughs> Um, no nipple protection, but for you, it's worked. And so it's like, it's can we great. just freaking use the nipple shield? It yeah. works. It works for you. Um, I guess there's a concern there that it can limit your milk supply, but I'm like, look, dude, this, we got a, we got a milk the machine over here. The pediatrician actually suggested using it then. That was funny. When we went to the pediatrician. The flow. Yes. And so it's like, there's just so many differing opinions on everything with that. And so it just kind of just... What field of thought do you align yourself with is what you have yeah. to go with. And so for me, I'm just at this point where I'm like, I need to align myself with whatever is the path of least resistance while my emotions are still so high and my baby's still so new and figuring out the world so much. I'm like, I'm just going to make things as easy on us as possible because yeah. it's already like a stressful enough time. Totally. That's how I feel about it. But um, yeah, I know I knew that you... I knew that to the core, we had the same goal. It was just so frustrating that we couldn't find this the the same means to that goal. Yeah. And 
I couldn't express how I was feeling, and I also definitely couldn't listen to you express mm-hmm. how you're feeling. So it was just a yeah. dumpster fire. Yeah, that, we were just that was at odds. That was the weirdest thing. Is like we both wanted the same exact thing, and it was so frustrating because um, I wanted to be the most at bliss. Yeah, because it's like that's what you see in the movies, right? Like yeah. you see the husband and wife like have their baby and they're happier than they've ever been, like happily ever after, and yeah. then we were having our like worst yeah. fight of our life and you guys i just want to make a psa for any husbands listening i'm sure there's probably not many because it's we're talking the, about nipples the people listening to this are definitely women for sure it's probably like 90 percent women listening to our podcast and we but like it that if way. you're a dude listening kidding. in you gotta I, and i wish i could go back and tell myself this but you gotta just have the thickest skin when it comes to these conversations did i say anything that mean to you it was pretty intense yeah i mean it wasn't it wasn't exactly what you were saying it's more how about how because when you're like you know, yelling, you know, like that. Yeah. I, I feel like it just really built up the intensity and it's just like, you got to really just like but take a deep But sometimes I'm not even yelling. It's just, you're very, very sensitive to my tone. No. Yes. I, I would say your tone can get a bit aggressive. Yes, exactly. Well, you're sensitive to my tone. Well, I think any any person would. I think it's just very, I think, and it's okay. Like I'm not blaming you because that was a, what are they related to? After you have a baby, isn't it like you? T- it, it, it's the- like you. They said, I don't know if this is true, but like they said on Instagram, it's like you've taken a hundred birth control pills for the nine months of your pregnancy, and then in three days your body's down to it's like taking nothing. I'm confused, but uh, essentially it's just this massive hormone shift. Yes, it's the biggest hormone Wait, hormonal shift anyone will ever experience. And, and we got this information from Instagram, so who knows if this is true? This is just like a random Instagram <laughs> reel that popped up. But yeah, I think my advice for other guys is to have have thick skin. Don't take it personally. Um, even when it like gets really hard, you just gotta you gotta have the thickest of skins. So. And oh I'm sorry, because because I, I I said I said something and I immediately took it back because I, I said because we our argument got really really heated. Let's not. Let's yeah, not, we don't. Let's not even go there. You said things you didn't mean. I said things I didn't mean, and that happens. Yeah. And these like high emotional times. So. And we're gonna we're already coming out the other side. So it's yeah, great. coming out the other end. Yeah, we're it's, it's coming getting, out the other end. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> that sorry. That sounded that sounded gross. Um, okay, you've now gone through a C section in a vaginal birth. Which one is more difficult? If you had to do it all over again, which one would you choose to do? There's no easy way out of birth is what I've <laughs> yeah. determined determined. Yeah. Um like last time on the on the podcast, we kind of like thought that we had found the easy way, but it catches up to you and there's yeah. unique challenges to both deliveries. Yeah. Um, and plus, even within like C-section and vaginal delivery, there's such a range of what that can look like yeah. and those experiences can be. There's just really no easy way out. Yeah. Like it's it's a challenging, refining experience. Yeah. Um, but I will say, obviously for me, the recovery has been the pain. You know, there's pain either way. The pain yeah. came on the back end this yeah. time. And um it's frustrating to be in pain at this point because now you have a newborn. Yeah. And like I needed a lot of care afterwards. Yeah. When our baby also needed a lot of care. So super yeah. inconvenient. And I felt like useless. I was like, I can't take care of like you were having to do a lot of things mm-hmm. with Augie. And I can do virtually nothing for my older son right now other than just like sit and talk with him and like i can make his food but like i can't put him in his high chair yeah and i can come and talk to him in his crib but i can't take him out because i can't lift anything heavier than our newborn for six weeks at least your parents moving in with us has been our saving grace it saved our life it, it saved our marriage for sure <laughs> like can you imagine trying to do all this completely on our own well so many people do it and i know that we would have done it but yeah. it's just made it such a a brighter experience because like our son has is thriving whereas like it could have been really hard for him to watch us be fully consumed and then no one's like paying attention to him well well, here's an example though so like last night augie was not sleeping so i was up essentially all night long with augie got no sleep i finally was able to get some sleep around 5 a.m i guess so i got like a good stretch well, we had to wake up to feed him at 6 a.m. But I, I ended up getting six hours, which is like I can I can function on six hours. Yeah. But to get those six hours of sleep, I had to sleep until 10 a.m. and start my work day later in the day. I'm also very 
privilege that I get to set my work hours with our line of work. So I'm very lucky that I get to do that. But what that allowed us to do is you got a full night's rest. I got uh, you know, I got a six hours of night's rest. I got and then, six hours too. Okay, oh, yeah, watched both, yeah, six we both, hours. We both got six hours of sleep last night. I still have to wake up and deliver the milk. But then, since your parents are living with us, they were able to wake up this morning at was it six thirty or seven a.m. with Griffin. I think he woke up at seven today. But... Yeah, and so like we were both able to get sleep. And if it weren't for your parents here, that would have been one of us would have it had, to, get, had to, been you it been me, to. You because you can't, can't you can't get our yeah. son out of bed. You can't lift him up for the next four weeks because you're two weeks in so it's six weeks total yeah. um and that's really hard so they've they've I mean, been I can't even grace. drive a car right now so it's yeah just, tomorrow so. is the day you can start driving and a car I'm again driving to my appointment is that frustrating yeah but i mean i'm mostly staying home anyway so it was funny um we were saying we were saying after the birth that it felt like we cheated birth because it was so not. it was so easy though but like we went we went back in the in the operation yeah. room boom our baby came out right away it was and a truly blissful experience it was it was so it was so quick and easy right then you were getting pumped full of drugs and feeling great and uh, I, I think I'm sure people once they see our birth vlog I'm sure by the time people are watching this episode the birth vlog will be out um, but we're just like wow this was so easy like the c-section is the way to go mm -hmm. um, but it's also very difficult because we hadn't yet ex or you hadn't experienced the pain of recovering for the mm -hmm. next couple weeks you also had an experience the frustration of not being able to lift mm -hmm. up your own son because and might i add i feel like the transition almost hit me harder hormonally really because i was it happened so fast okay i think i was blindsided yeah. whereas i wasn't blindsided because i'd already gone through labor like a With long the first labor birth, you weren't blindsided. and then i was like man this was this is this was a journey this was mm -hmm. tough but this time it was like, oh, we got the hard part done. Woohoo. And then it, it didn't hit me for a little bit longer because yeah. of just the whirlwind that it was. And there was no challenge to it at that point. I don't know. I think it just hit me like a ton of bricks this time around. And also because I was like, man, maybe I'm just not going to get it this time. I got it last time, but maybe not this time. And I definitely got it. Sorry to interrupt, but it would mean so much to me. And I also know it would mean a lot to Matt. If you were to go to Spotify right now and stream this, stream the song. Yeah. Or download it. I guess you can download, download it. You can like it. You can just listen to it, save it, all those things on Spotify, falling in love, Matt Howard. And just make sure you listen to him on Spotify because this song is really, really, really good, special to us. And it'll get stuck in your head in a really good way because there's some songs that get stuck in your head that's like, okay, get this thing out of here. It's so annoying. This one has been stuck <laughs> in my head ever since he played it for me two weeks ago. And it just brings a smile to my face and it makes me feel things, but also doesn't make me cry. So that's great. Well, it actually does make me cry. Aw. It's just beautiful and you really gotta listen to it. it. I can't believe it's my husband. It sounds like Sean Mendez. Thank you. And you're hotter than Sean Mendez. You think I'm hotter than Sean Mendez? Mm -hmm. That means a lot. And I he's think he's a good looking man. I appreciate that. Stream it. You can stream my song on Spotify, uh, Apple Music. And I think you can follow me on there too. If you guys want to follow along, I think I'm I'm making a goal this year to release a single every single month starting now. So follow along and put out some more music this year and we'll see how it goes. I'm excited for this. I'm really excited. Write more Yay. songs about me. I'll write more songs about you. Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> and our kids too. Yeah. That'll be fun. That's very sweet. Thanks guys. Now back to the episode. I know we decided between ourselves to not talk about having kids for the next two years. We need to just give our, ourselves some time to breathe and settle yeah. and- we, we didn't want to like really decide anything yet, but if you, if we were to have another kid in the future, um, which again, we're going to discuss that in the future as a couple, we're going to, we're, we're going to reevaluate that off, of the, off of the internet, discuss that and figure that out. Um, which route would you choose? Would you, would you choose to do, it's called a VBAC, right? Would you choose to do a vaginal birth or would you choose to do a C-section? Well, the reasons that we chose C-section this time will still be present the, mm -hmm. for the future. Oh, true. So I would can I would do the same thing over yeah, again. Yeah, shoulder dystocia, 100%. But okay, put all that aside, right? Let's pretend that the shoulder dystocia never happened. Um, which which route do you think was a better experience, I guess, for you? Well, saying that I wouldn't have had a shoulder dystocia the first yeah, time. Yeah, like if you could choose, if there was no shoulder dystocia, which one? I would one? do that. You do the vaginal? Yeah. You're kidding. I would still say C-section. I, I mean, like, but I, okay, I'm not you. I'm not you. But I feel like, I feel like the C-section's easier. I think. 
I don't know. Maybe there's an emotional side I'm not seeing You're from you. You're about to make so many people mad again. I really hope I don't offend any. No, I'm, you are. I'm seriously. so sorry. If I offended you, I love... Because neither one is even remotely easy. I, of course, they're not. They're not. Yeah, they're both very difficult. So I'm just saying, I think that um, the way I felt afterwards... What was... I didn't see you go through, though, with the C-section was I didn't see you in so much excruciating pain that you couldn't even talk. Because yeah. when you were in labor... Um, you told me afterwards that like, hey, Matt, you know how I wasn't talking? You're like, I was in so much severe pain that I couldn't even make a noise. It was and that, that to me, that to me was like, holy crap. Like I've, I've been in some pretty severe pain before. When I had my back surgery, there was a moment after getting my tumor removed where um, I had this crazy pain in my back and it was horrible. Mm -hmm. And I just started screaming and my mom was crying and like I was 12 and it was just like really scary because I was in so much pain. But I can't, I can't imagine being in even more pain than that to where you can't even make a noise. Yeah. I mean, I think ideally too it's like if you're not induced and you don't need like ideally you don't have pitocin which makes the contraction stronger and closer together and i think the combination of being on full pitocin yeah with no epidural that i think that intensity of pain is something that i will not experience any other time it, it seems like with the with a vaginal delivery all the pain is up front it's in the beginning and then it's There's like still pain afterwards yeah, but yeah. it's it's nothing nowhere near what yeah. it's like for the c-section but with the c-section you have none of the pain of beforehand and it's just a slow if drawn it's out scheduled if it's scheduled but it's the slow drawn out process yeah. after the fact where you're slowly recovering um Pain-wise, would you say that you would take, like, completely disregard the emotional side? Would you say the pain is more manageable with a C-section than the pain of birth? Yes. Because it seems like what you're saying is the emotional side of a C-section is frustrating because you can't pick up your other kids. And there's all these emotional ramifications that are and hard to deal with. And the pain just lasts longer. So it's yeah. like, I'd rather it just be intense and shorter. I mean, it But it's more, on... of a, it's more of a dull pain? Like, it's not... It's more dull than, like, a... Yeah. you know, a full labor contraction or pushing out of it, you know. What's that like with your body changing right now? Is it is it relieving to see your belly go down like when when you've had this massive belly for so long? Are you it like, yay? Is. I think the C-section flap is something that I <laughs> am kind of shocked by. It's just like a little... I've never heard you call it that. Is that, a, is I that the term? I think that's what it's called. The C-section flap. Flap or pouch. You had staples in there. I thought that was really interesting that I know, you literally had... not everyone had, gets that. A lot of people do, I think, dissolvable stitches. So when I saw the staples... It, I think there's still dissolvable stitches in like... Inside in, of you? Internal okay. layers, but yeah. um, not in the... Yeah, she put staples on the outside. Yeah, that looked almost like barbaric like the just seeing your body with like a bunch I of staples see it. it was so swollen it was funny when we asked the nurse we were like how do they put those in is it just a staple gun and she's like yep yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just much it's just a sterile staple gun yeah i was like great love yeah. that they didn't hurt they didn't hurt to take the staples out but is that relieving to see your body like change and it, it looks like you're right now currently two weeks postpartum or i guess 13 days postpartum, you look like you're pregnant in the first trimester. Like Am you have I supposed a, to be flattered by that? I don't know. I'm just being honest with you. I don't know. We, we, keep, it, we keep it real here. Yeah, like, I definitely still obviously am experiencing swelling and extra weight and my uterus is not even work, anywhere close to down to its normal size. So it is nice that it's like going down because the belly was such a barrier, but I am limited mobily because of the incision and like pain yeah. from that so i feel like i'll be able to feel a lot better once i'm a little bit further down the recovery line i'm probably botching this right now but don't you have diastasis recti again where your like abs are separated i'm pretty sure i do yeah you can I hope see I, it i probably sound like an idiot i probably i think it's diastasis diastasis is that our best no no, no diastasis diastasis I don't know. I think – I'm sure both are It's an ab separation, but I got it with our first, and I never got it healed before we got pregnant again. Yeah, so, so you have it again. Because I had a hernia surgery. Yeah, my – How are your hernias feeling, by the way? Like, are they are they still gone? That mesh is still she there? She said it stayed intact really Perfect. well. What shocked me about the C-section recovery, Abby, is um, all the bleeding that you had still. Not from the incision wound, but from your uterus just, like, bleeding out. Well, and, I, I think they have to clean everything out. Yeah, and it's like – I assumed with the first birth that that was all like more of your, I guess I'm like I'm from the this. tear from yeah you're like vagina tearing and like it's I thought not, it was just all yeah. this blood but like really it's like your uterus internally is like changing and shrinking down and just you've had so much blood coming out of there even with the C-section that shocked me I wasn't expecting that yeah I don't know why I think earlier on I thought that if you had a C-section that didn't happen but it's like you still have to like basically have a period after you have a baby yeah. 
but like a long one because it's been two weeks and it's still happening. How do you like sleeping in separate beds? Because I know that in the beginning, oh, you don't like it. You think I like it? Well, because you're actually getting sleep now. Well, yes, but I like sleeping with you. I'm a very codependent person. Our fighting has gone down significantly since we started sleeping in separate beds. And you know why? Why? Because we're both getting sleep. We're not sleep deprived. Oh, yeah. That's the main... Okay, the two main things that made the first days out of the hospital and even in the hospital so intense and, like, why we were, like, just, like, mm-hmm. warring with each other. And keep in mind, we weren't the whole time. Like, there were some really good moments. Of course. Yeah, of there's Of course. Really... But then the bad moments really stuck out because they were so intense. The highs and lows are insane. You have yes. these really, like, elevated moments of, wow, this is so cool. We're parents to this beautiful baby. I love him yes. so much. And then, like, two seconds later... It's like, and it's like, everything's yes. going wrong. Like we're, we're, our marriage is ending. This is horrible. Like it's just, it's oh crazy gosh. how you have the most extreme of extremes back Kids to back. bring that out of you. Yeah. Kids really do bring that out of you. But um, it was because of the hormones and the exhaustion. Mm-hmm. Because even after we finally got like a few hours of sleep, it felt like, okay, wait. This is something we're going to make it out of. We're actually thinking so rationally. here's kind of how we are running our nights. Yeah. Because, especially because I was recovering let's, from surgery. Let's talk about that. So, Augie and Matt sleep together. Yeah. In, our, be- Matt, in our guest bedroom, which our, is also my office. In our guest bedroom. Yeah. Matt will come in and wake me up to pump every time Augie needs to eat in the night and then we yeah. give him a bottle of freshly pumped milk which we're pumping because he that falls way- asleep during a feed so yes. it gets him full fast and it also relieves stress of breastfeeding in the night which now i feel like there wouldn't be stress of breastfeeding it's in the faster night, too but it's just way faster and yes we both have to be up for it but i feel like you'd be up, you would be up for double or triple that time well because he keeps falling asleep nursing yes. right now once he gets a little bit older i feel like we're not gonna worry about like i feel like he won't have such a hard time staying yeah. awake but he's just such a sleepy newborn right now so, he'll he'll just snack a little and then fall asleep and then we would be getting up multiple multiple times in and the night. we have a slow flow nipple bottle so that he's like not getting a ton of milk it, it makes him like really work for the milks that he's still able to breastfeed and use a bottle so it's like the best of both worlds um but he he eats a lot he's been eating three and a half ounces and he's only he's not even two weeks old (laughs) so uh that's that's crazy he likes he's a howard he just likes to eat that's just who he is um but i i'm glad that we we did that and that's what we did with griffin and i i remember about a week ago i was like abby we need to move mm-hmm. to bottles in the night because it'll be better for you it'll be better for me yeah, and, it's and just it just temporary. doesn't and it just doesn't make sense for us both to be up in the night um every single time something happens so by sleeping in separate be- bedrooms um when augie's restless and he's very noisy i can get up with him soothe him help him and if i ha- if i go through a night like i did last night where i get you know two hours of sleep once abby's up in the morning i can then sleep in till 10 a.m and actually get rest i think it's really good too because it's like he gets dad bonding time mm-hmm. in the night and then he gets mom bonding time in the day yeah and um not that I don't see him throughout the night when I'm like pumping him with you guys, but um, I don't know. I think it's good for both of us to have like our time with him. Yeah, it was. I think where it gets really challenging is if you have two bad nights of sleep in a row. Like last night was really hard on me because the night before I was up till 2 a.m. working on the final revisions <laughs> to our <laughs> sounds so stupid, but like to the the music video we posted <laughs> of of my song and like our our first memories. Stupid as a family, but I wanted the video, I wanted it to be perfect and I wanted it to be, the inspiration for that for that music video was really the movie Up, because I loved the way that it made me feel like seeing the main character in Up go through all those big life changes and it just like, I, I cried watching the movie Up with you a couple weeks ago because I could just so relate to him and uh, it just made me really appreciate life and I was like, I want this music video to do the same thing. I want it to really show it the did. good and the bad. Yeah. I, want, I wanted it to be representative of like, the hard things in life and the, the best things in life all in, in one. So um, I was up really late just making sure that it was accurate and representing like all these elevated moments of having her baby and being so excited, but then also the really hard moments of being up really late at night and yeah. not getting any sleep at the hospital. And so I feel like um, the hard moments make the best moments yeah. the best. That's like, true. That's what makes them the well, most. If you didn't have the bad, you wouldn't appreciate the good. Yeah. Right. And so that's why I feel like having kids has been the best thing in my life, but also the hardest. But I think like when you experience bad things, you need to know 
that it's only temporary. It's like when you work out, right? Like I don't necessarily like love the actual workout itself, but I love the way I feel afterward. Mm-hmm. Like it's challenging in the moment, but I, I, I go through a workout because I know like, hey, I'm going to get through this and I'm going to feel great about myself. I'm going to feel powerful. My oxytocin or That's dopamine, a really good point my dopamine like- levels will be elevated after this because I know it's good for my body. So it's like when you go through the challenging things in life, if you can just recognize, hey, this is going to make me a stronger human. I'm going to be better for this. And I can then appreciate all the, the good things uh, more so. It, it just puts it all into perspective. Yeah, it's. I feel like the most challenging things you do in life are the things that will build the most confidence because yeah. it's like, this was really hard and I did that. And yeah. I feel like that is why like some, being a mom, like while it will strip you of confidence, sometimes it's also the thing that I'm most confident in. So yeah. it's like, I don't know, we're talking about like, people talk about mom shamers all the time. And yeah. like while it sucks to be, like to hear those things and i feel like not i definitely know that moms that aren't even on social media get mom shamed all the time just in their life yeah you know it's not just exclusive to social media but that's why it's like those comments don't really (laughs) those just bounce off of me because it's like i do i know that i'm a good mom so it's like i don't not that i will never like question decisions i make or things that i've done to be like okay i probably could have done this better there's there's something I could have done here that, like, maybe I could handle this differently in the future. Yeah. It's not that. It's not, like, blind, like, oh, I'm doing everything perfect. But yeah. it's, like, I know my heart, like, I'm I'm a good mom. Do you think I'm more attractive now that I'm a father to two babies? I don't know why, but it's, like, every baby we have, you just get sexier. Really? Yes. That's so funny to me. You I mean, don't think I'm sexier now? No, I do. I, I was going to say, people, people say online all the time that, like, there's nothing weird or taboo about breastfeeding, but I think it's so sexy when you breastfeed our kids. Why is that? Does that make me a weirdo that I think it's so hot when your boobs are out and you're breastfeeding my baby? No, it makes sense, I guess. I think it's but hot. also, how dare you? I'm <laughs> just kidding. I don't know. I'm sorry. I think it's – I personally think it's hot for you. Like, i just like to check you out. I don't know. I don't know how to respond to this. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. You're seeing but your fu- wife, like, But I'm fully nude. supportive. I'm fully supportive of, like, women making whatever choice they want to make as far as breastfeeding in public because I think, like – culturally we we got a little weird with that with like oh it's okay for a guy to be topless in public but it's not okay for a a woman to i think that's wrong but culturally though like i'm call me call me a sexist or whatever but like i don't want my wife being topless in public personally i i I hate to say that but like it's well it works out great because i also don't that's just i guess that's just kind of how i was raised but at the same time morally morally though morally though i really do think that like if you wanted to be topless like it's like, don't tell my wife what to do with her body, you know? Like, I feel, I don't know. I just kind of think that's kind of how I feel at the same time. I mean, I understand your, I understand both things you're saying. Like, for people to Good tell thing a woman. I don't want my boobs exposed in public. Like, for instance, I don't like, I don't like wearing shirts. But so if, if a mother were to be breastfeeding so in public, told, I wouldn't think anything of it. Yeah, but like in our culture, it's okay for me not to wear a shirt. I don't wear a shirt all the time on TikTok. But like, in if a woman. In some locations, a, most locations you do that's need true. to wear a shirt. I, I actually wear shirts a lot more now. I do. But like. If a woman told me, Matt, if you, you have were to put in a, a restaurant, shirt on, you couldn't just take your shirt that's off. That's true. I'm not going to just take my shirt off in a restaurant. Yeah. Every, like, feeding your baby should not be viewed as, like, something that is, like... Taboo. Taboo. And if you're a guy... No matter feel, how you feed your baby. But yeah. for me personally, I'm more comfortable covered up while but, feeding But I him. think, like, if you're a guy and you're uncomfortable if a woman is, like, has her boob out, like, just look away, you know, in public. I think they should always look away. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, that's what Not I'm saying. Not even if they're just uncomfortable. Like, I think it's just always respectful just to look away. And so, like, True. in yeah. those instances where, like, we were feeding Griffin in public, like, on a plane especially, yeah. if it was, like, a high-intensity situation, I didn't care if I was covered up. Like, I yeah, was, like, I true. just want my son fed. And so I don't care if there's, like, if 60 seconds where I'm exposed here or there. Like, I just want him taken care of right now. And then once everything's calmed down, I'll get covered up for yeah. my own comfort. Yeah. And... Partially out of respect for the other people around me. They might not want to see that. Yeah. And so um, it was a it was just a mutual thing, but it's like my first need will always be feed my child. Yeah. And I think in those instances, I like would prefer for other men to not see my wife topless. So I, I think was they like, should just look away. So I was just but I think if you're a guy, you're not always aware of what's going on around that's you. That's true. Like I can't be fully aware of everyone around me on no, a plane. No, that's for everybody. That's not just for so guys. So if you accidentally glance over and you're like, Oh, I just saw this woman's boob. That's fine. Like, just forget about it and move on. <laughs> Go back to looking at your phone or your Kindle. <laughs> so, yeah, I think in those situations, I definitely was. At that moment in time, trust me, I'm not feeling like 
Yeah. Super sexy. Like I'm just feeling yeah. like a mom that's meeting her child's needs at that moment. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's I, a that's a heated debate. Honestly, you've just kind of cracked open. I really did, and I don't. I, and it's a very complex issue. I can see. I can see both sides. I don't want to like. I don't know. My feelings on it are complex too. But My feelings ultimately, are just like ultimately, women should be able to feed their baby however they want to. It, however, they're comfortable. Exactly. If I'm more comfortable covering up, yeah, then that doesn't mean that I am like I don't I don't know I'm weird about it. Yeah. But it also just means I don't know. It's a complex argument. I can see, like you said, I can see both sides. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Like in some African cultures, I want to say, like in different tribes, like women don't even wear tops and they'll just like feed their babies whenever. I don't. So I. I I think yeah. Americans are uniquely weird about it. Yeah, we're very protective. We're very... From what um, I've heard. And I think it's kind of... It probably stems from, like, the Protestant roots of our nation. Like, I'm oh getting really gosh. deep. I'm, bro, like, <laughs> the pure, bro, the Puritans came over here on the Mayflower, and they're just, like, all... <laughs> Yeah, very, very strict and proper. I'm not going to start talking about history because then we're just, I'm going to get myself in a whole world of trouble. Can you believe <laughs> I that start people. spouting off misinformation. <laughs> Jumping in here really quick to say that it would be awesome if you shared this podcast, especially if you shared this podcast with someone that you shared the podcast with the previous episode. I don't think that made any sense, but if you shared the previous episode with someone, make sure you share this episode also because they kind of go together oh, and they yeah. might think I'm emotionally unstable. That's true. If they just listen to that one. And we left people on a cliffhanger with the episode about our birth story because we talked about having a fight, but then we didn't like explain what the fight was. And then this episode, we actually explained our fight, which was like pretty vulnerable. Um, but we talked about it in a very appropriate way, I think. You know, still making sure that our marriage we is keep like, our privacy, we keep, we but keep we our let privacy. them. Well, you guys know that. But we yeah, keep it we real. got we got issues. Yeah, we got issues. <laughs> but if you could just if you could just make sure that you share this episode with them too, they might be like worried that we're not okay. And so if we're you just, okay, we're okay. So just so share, share this so they yeah. know that we're okay. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Back to the episode. You can't laugh right now because if you laugh, it hurts. No, I know. My I've been laughing though, and it hurts really bad. I'm so sorry. That's frustrating. I love to. I love a good laugh. I love to laugh. Yeah. Yeah, my dad was making me laugh, and I literally couldn't. I was like, "Stop." Yeah. Griffin was making me laugh too, and I was like, "Everybody, knock he's it so, off! Stop being so dang funny." He's so freaking funny. He's just a whole. We just got his haircut the other day. Oh Griffin my and I went, handsome little guy! Yes, we both got our haircuts together, and it was the cutest thing in the Poor world. Poor memory. And we got this picture too of our two boys together last week. Oh, I've um, sent Griff, it to everybody. Everyone in, my in our family has seen it. Um. And it's just like they'll have to recreate that photo when they're when they're older. My milk just came in. Oh no! My what sister-in-law is that? described. What, yeah, how do you describe that? My sister-in-law described it like a. Oh my gosh, it's happening. Sorry. Like a wind-up toy. We're like. Oh my god. And that's exactly when she said that. I was like, you nailed that feeling. Oh my gosh, it's like it's like like cranking up a wind-up toy do behind you like your nippies. Oh my gosh. Okay, sorry. sorry. We're going to have to end this pretty soon. Yeah. Does that hurt? Does that hurt when it just all it's floods just in at once? It's a really tight What's the difference between pain. What's the difference between that when your milk comes in and then a letdown? Because those are two completely different things, right? No, they feel pretty similar. Oh, really? Yeah. So a letdown is like, it's like they open up the floodgates and all the milk just rushes it's, out. It's like a tight feeling. Yeah. It's like, oh, I just want to be relieved. Okay. And so that happens while you're breastfeeding, but then the... It can happen multiple times while they're feeding. Like you okay. can have more than one... Usually there's like at least two letdowns for me. But does it feel like does it feel like your body just like shot a bunch of milk into your boob like right now? Is that what it just felt like? You just it got a rush. It doesn't feel of... like that. It feels like a tight a tightness. Yeah. I don't know how to like a dull like a screw. Do you like having oversupply or does it get annoying that you have so much supply of milk? Um, I think in the beginning it's a little bit annoying, but it really is. It's a it's a blessing because yeah, it's a lot of pressure to be mm-hmm. the the main the sole source of food for your child so um it's good to know that we have like means if i need to do something what's your plan for your breastfeeding journey do you think you'll do six months a I year think i'm gonna plan to do a year shoot i like i was hoping you'd say six months <laughs> i thought i was gonna say six months and then i was like realistically what am i, I mean, hoping it's in your decision it's your decision but also i'm like man it'd be really nice to get to go on a trip together <laughs> in six months i could just pump that's true but um i feel like when you do breastfeed you can't you definitely are more 
like locked down to a certain location for sure. No matter what, being away from your baby is not ideal at this stage. Like you just want to be with your baby because you've been with him for nine mm-hmm. months. It's like being away. It's just like, oh, I think your heart. The biggest. That's why my heart hurts so much. Sorry to interrupt. My heart hurts so much for the women. Oh my gosh, I'm going to cry again. It's okay. Most people have to go back to work in America after like six weeks. Yeah. That is not right. My mom did. My mom did that with me and my brothers. My mom did that. My mom was a civil engineer. She was, was a, boss. a teacher. She was a boss woman. And that's just the way it still is with teachers mm-hmm. in most school districts. It's really nice to that like women, because you're still, I mean, you've really been taking more time on, but I guess technically right now filming our podcast, you're technically working right now. So it's it's nice that there are oh options. Gosh, it's not the same. So yeah, it's just that's like, true. I yeah. feel so... But, like, it, it's nice that there are options now for women to maybe, like, work part-time from home. And so you can still, you know, do a career and then be a, be a mom. Yeah. Um, and there's and options for dads to. and options for dads like that, too. But you're right. That would suck. Some people aren't don't have an option. And it just yeah. is really sad. There's and so many people. There's so many them. people in so many different circumstances. And our hearts go out to you guys, uh, regardless of what your situation yeah, is. Yeah, just think about, like, teachers. They have to work up until the point where they're, like, literally about to pop. Yeah. Until they literally go into labor. They work yeah. up to then. That's crazy. On their feet all day with all these little kids. And then they go have their baby. And then they have to be back six weeks later. Mm-hmm. But keep in mind, in that six weeks, they had to make sub plans for their sub. They're still worried about what's going on in their classroom. Because yeah. those kids are, like, almost like their biological children, too. Because they're taking care of them all day. They have such a bond with them. And then it's like, okay, imagine any other job where you leave and you still have to like do everything from afar like Mm -hmm. a teacher does and how underpaid they are. It just makes me mad and so sad mostly. Our job is so weird and we are so privileged to get to work from home and work on the go. Like I say, that is why I literally am so thankful for this job. Yeah. more than oh my gosh it just makes me cry because it's like this is priceless yeah this flexibility and i i never want to not acknowledge that privilege what i do want to say though and this is probably just something that self-employed people run into i don't think in four years i've been on a vacation where i actually was just fully present and fully intentional on vacation the whole time because in the past four years every single trip we've taken i've worked every single like pretty much every day i don't think there's been a day that i didn't work um and some days it was just a tiny bit but I think it's really important to like completely unplug from your work and especially with how your brain operates. Yeah, my brain is like all in, you know? Well, so I want to do I want I want us to take a fully intentional trip at some point in the next year, 6 months, I don't know, where we just completely unplug and like don't do anything but spend time together. And I feel like that'd be so good for our marriage. For sure. And we can we can do that we can do that like in little increments like we can do a date night and like for two hours like no phones no talking about kids or work and just talk about us but it would be awesome to do a trip where we're just like fully present fully intentional don't you know just like fully focus on our relationship yeah so. it's super hard for me not to think about my kids though right now yeah like, which is which is I actually won't motherly, be able to do that it's the motherly instinct yeah I won't be able to do that like every time we're away from them I'm thinking about them yeah. Which is okay. That's yeah. totally okay. And I love I It's love like the- being a mom like literally changes your brain. Yeah. Oh well, my awesome. gosh, okay. Matt. I have to tell okay. you something really quick. Wait, okay, what's up? While I'm already crying. Okay. <laughs> I was on Instagram and my Instagram knows exactly what to show me. And it was a mom and a son at a wedding and it was his first dance or it was yeah. his mother mother son dance. And the mom had the song, like they had the song picked out and then they switched it to the song that she sang to him as a baby. And it was, you are my sunshine, (laughs) which is what we sing to them. And so, like, they were playing, like, a country song that was really sweet. And then all of a sudden, it switched to, you are my sunshine. And he just melted into his mom. It's like he became a baby again. Oh, gosh. It was so sweet. And I was like, of course, it had to be the same song that we sing our boys every night. Or, like, all the time. It was so sweet. And I was just like, I love having our boys. Okay, I'm done crying. <laughs> do you need to go feed? Do you need to go feed Augie? Yeah, I probably need to go feed him. It's cute seeing him in that onesie because that's the same onesie that Griffin used to wear all right? the time. Right? It's like there's so many emotional things. Thank you guys for tuning into this episode. We have some really exciting ones coming up in the future. Let us know in the comments if there's any guests that you'd like us to have on to interview. It's really fun interviewing people. I think it's awesome. Yeah, I, I can't be I this vulnerable every time. Yeah, seriously, we it's need to bring natural. some other. We need to bring other people on this podcast to uh, share their feelings. But no. I, I just think 
like naturally, like if I'm on an airplane, I like to talk to the people next to me and like learn their life story. And so I think it's so much fun to have people Literally on. yesterday, Matt, I was like, why are you following this person? He's like, I think I met them on an airplane once. But yeah, just, just go ahead and comment down below. But we'll see you guys in the next episode. And um, if you haven't already subscribed, hit the like button, you know, left a review. We'd really appreciate it. Love you guys. And as always, three, two, one. Peace, Peace out, out, dudes. dudes. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.